When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to the season finale of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 2, Episode 23. Home. Chapter titled. Home. (laughs) Were you about to say class dismissed? No, I don't know what I was going to say. I'm sleepy. Um, I'm grumpy. Where are the seven dwarves? (laughs) Where's our Snow White? Wait till the end of the episode. You'll find out. So what have we been up to, Tanya? Um, well. 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 Today. What's today? Today is Saturday. No, it's not. It's Monday. Okay. Well, the the day that we are talking about right now is Saturday. So on Saturday, you had a fun fair at your job. I did. It was fun. It was very fun. And a fair. And a fair. And we had lots of food and a magic show. And the kids got to jump on those like trampoline things with the harnesses or they can go up really high. And there were games to play. I got called on in the magic show. I had to do a whole thing. And Finley was so jealous. That's true. Finley <laughs> really wanted to be part of the magic show because the mag- magician, the magician, kept would call on kids who were sitting down in the front. And... Then, so Finley was sitting with us and freaked out like, oh, I, I, I want, like he would raise his hand, like he wanted to be involved. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, then he's not going to call on you if you're back here. Right. So he put his food down and went to sit up with all the other kids. And then the magician was like, I need a volunteer. You there in the hat. Yes. You, as he said, looked directly at me. And I went, uh, me? Yeah. And Finley just side-eyed him really bad. Mm-hmm. It was it was sad and funny. He really wanted to be a part of it. And I didn't, so. <laughs> and he had moved away from the seats so that he could be picked, and Alden stayed in his seat so he would not be picked. Yep. Yeah, Finley was not happy, but it was a really, really, really fun time. And then we took the kids to a pool party, and <laughs> well, we went. So my uh, Aubrey's friend has an annual tradition where the last day before they close the pool, they do a polar plunge where they jump in the pool at cold temperatures. And wouldn't you know it, global warming or whatever. 90 degrees it's, today. Yeah, it's 90 degrees. It's not a polar plunge. It's just summer. It's just a swimming day. Yeah. It's a pool party. Yeah. So Aubrey and Finn went to that. Caden went to another friend's house. So we had a few minutes to ourselves. Date night. What we- are we going to do? <gasps> Podcast. Yeah, we had a podcast, but we also went to Barnes and Noble. Okay, yeah. Because a book came out recently. It is The Bright Sessions Infinite Noise by Lauren Shippen. It is based on a podcast, I also hate by podcasts. Lauren Shippen. Yeah, podcasts are so stupid. I'd rather read books. So I got the book because The Bright Sessions is such a good podcast. It is so amazing. The characters are so, so good. Yeah. And this book is based on my favorite character, Caleb, and I'm so excited. I already read the first two chapters, and they are fantastic. So that's what's happening today is I got The Infinite Noise by Lauren Shippen, and I am so excited. And now we're podcasting. Yep. So what's what? what did you want to talk about your life? No, what are you doing? I got nothing. 
right, am I the boy? Am I the <laughs> am I the girl and you're the boy this time? We didn't do that last time, so I was asking. We haven't done it in so long. Really? Yeah. I'm no. Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. I guess we don't do this anymore. I just no. didn't realize it until the last episode when I, I was think, listening. I don't think we've done it in like three months. Um, but we did watch Boy Meets World, and it is the season finale of season two. Now, real quick, I think we're going to handle the next few weeks weirdly, because this is way more important than news, than than everything we just said that happened in our lives today. Yeah, this is, this is breaking and heartbreaking. Break heart this is heartbreaking news yes um uh welcome to boy meets girl meets boy meets world the 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 place to go when you want heartbreaking news very late (laughs) um boy meets world is not on hulu anymore tanya's gonna say that again boy meets world is not on hulu anymore we there's it's not streaming any as of right now it's not streaming it will be streaming again where Tanya <laughs> on Disney Plus? Don't shill. In we only November. got we only got thirty million dollars for that plug. That's it. That's all. So that's the only time you're gonna hear that plug. Yes. Unless they pay us more money. Yes. But yeah, so we don't have unless we buy it. But we don't know that well, that's fair to you guys because right. then you can't watch it with us. Right. We're gonna. So, we're. I mean, we're gonna buy it, but. Um. We want you guys to be able to stream it and watch it with us. Like, no one should have to just go out and buy the show to to listen to our show. Right. And, like, I have a friend who started listening to the show, and it made her want to just binge watch Boy Meets World. So she went home from work. She binge watched Boy Meets World. She can't do that anymore. So, like, if our show puts that, like, need in your hearts, you can't do it until, what, November 14th? Something like, I think it's November 11th, but... It's Disney Plus is going to have. I said it again. How they're they're going to have you? Boy Meets World, but not until November. So I think what we're going to do in the meantime. So this is the last episode of season two. It's mm-hmm. kind of worked out timing wise. Right. It would have been awful if this had happened in the middle of our season. Yeah. Because it wasn't known. It was just like there's been rumblings like it's going to leave Hulu. It's going to leave Hulu. But we didn't know when. There have been so many like rumblings. Well, so many times people like they're going to take it off tomorrow. And then I would like look into it and I wouldn't find anything saying that it was going to take it off the next day. So then this one this time. Are you talking about the thunder outside no, or the rumblings? These are the rumblings of Boy Meets World leaving. So this time I thought this was another like cry Rumble. wolf. And then I went on Hulu and it definitely said expires Saturday. So this is Saturday. It expired today. And that's that. We had a day's notice and it's gone now. It's gone. Yeah. Like it's not in our continue watching anymore. And it has been for three years, I think. Yeah. Two years? Oh, something like that. But um, probably three years because we recorded this show a, oh, a million true years ago. Story. Um, but what we're going to do in the meantime, so we're going to take, I think, I we're kind of working it out, but mm-hmm. I think we're going to take next week off and then do the finale episode. I mean, not the finale like episode. Like the interim episode that we did the last time we did um the trivia the trivia this time we'll do something else i think we'll have some trivia we'll have a bunch of other things mix it up um and then we'll take a week or two off until the the episode or the season is back up on disney plus so that everyone can join in the fun i mean it's really a month and a half so we're gonna have to figure some maybe two interim episodes out 
Yeah. Which would be fine. But just letting you guys know, like, we're not disappearing. We're just trying to make it so that you guys can also watch the show if you want to. And it won't just be us like, oh, well, we bought it so we can keep going. Like, Yeah. And I'm a big, big believer in keeping a regular schedule and doing the show on the same day every week. Like, I find that very important to me when I listen to podcasts. So it really, really hurts me to take weeks off. But it also makes a lot of sense to try to space it out so that we're back with season three when season three is available to watch. Right. And season three, I think, is pivotal. So Pivotal. So I definitely want, if someone wants to watch it and see what we're talking about, then I want people to be able to do that because I feel like season three is when everything picks up steam. Yeah, and we would have looked for feedback from people to see if they agreed with this plan if we had had any sort of like lead up to when the show was going to be removed, it was just so quick. Like, oh, it might be gone and it's gone. Yes. So anyway, you know what else is pivotal? Season two, episode 23. That is true. Chapter titled. Home. Home. Um, It is a very pivotal episode. It kind of sets things up for season three very well. In ways that you'll find out shortly. That sounded ominous. Ominous. Uh, so this is season two, episode 23, Home. It is directed by David Trainer, Megan Trainer's grandpa, D-Train. And it is written by Mark Blutman and Howard Busgang, which is crazy. It is nuts. This is a Busgang episode, and it's phenomenal. It is, yes, that. It is, yes, that. Yes. Thank you for the mm-hmm. backup. Yeah, I, I just want to affirm everything you say because you mean so much to me. Wow. I'm glad that was on microphone. Um, so you can listen to me say it over and over again. Yeah, because I'll never hear it again. So, <laughs> um, Butt Gang's back. They did it again, except this time they did it for real. And blurred me up. Season 2, Episode 23, Home. The blurb is, after a hive mind alien race conquer the what? Earth, Corey, Come on. <laughs> Corey befriends an alien named O, and they have a wacky intergalactic adventure together. Okay. It's a butt gang episode. Yeah, it's a butt gang blurb for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, that read just as well as most butt gang episodes. Exactly. Whoever wrote it's a, that. It's a phenomenal butt gang episode. Whoever wrote that is just as good of a writer as them. Thanks. What do you mean thanks? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you. I thought you... Why are you so fidgety with your notebook? <laughs> um. So anyway, classroom or not, Tanya? Not. Not. They're in Corey and Eric's bedroom. Eric is studying. Corey is trying to get into the bathroom. And he's like, knock, 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 knock on the bathroom door. And he says, like, Sean, you've been in the, you've you, been living here for three weeks and you've been in the shower for two and a half of them. Right. And Sean peeks his head out of the door and he is shaving. And Corey's just like, you shave already? And he's like, yeah, we're hairy in my family. I get it from my mom's side. So you got to work on this, the, the, the. My mutton chops or whatever, the right. sideburns. And um, so Corey starts talking to to Eric and Eric's like, leave me alone. I'm trying to study. He's still Stu- spiraling because of the SATs. Studying for the SATs. And, and he's not getting smarter about it. And Corey goes, like gives him a look and Eric goes, well, I am. And Corey goes, yeah, well, I'm just trying to shower. And Eric gives him a look and Corey goes, well, I am. <laughs> So they have um, some back and forth and uh, 
Eric is still like he's freaking out about the SATs and he comes back to the desk and he's like, oh, my gosh, where's my lucky pencil? You have my lucky pencil and or something like that. And then he's like, oh, pensy and like. Because, yeah, Corey pointed it out on the right. desk. It was just sitting in front of Eric the whole right. time. Right, and he starts, like, smooching it and hugging it. He's so happy to have Pensy back. And then Sean comes out of the bathroom, and he's, like, drying his ears. And he's like, why are you drying your ears with Tally? Eric, Eric, Eric says that. that. Yeah. Tally. Way before South Park had Tally. He invented Tally. He invented Tally. Okay, hi. Nope, don't do that. Why? Because. Copyright. <laughs> Copyright. Also, it makes me uncomfortable. When I do cartoon character voices? Only some. That one, yes. She hates when no. I... No. I'm really good at doing some cartoon character voices. They're all very high-pitched She ones. hates it. Oh, that is not true. When we first started dating... She he, made No, me. listen. Oh, listen on. to this. This story So he sucks. got me the first compendium of the Walking Dead comic book because I had left it, the one that I had previously, I had left it when I left my previous home. And so he got it for me for Christmas and we had a couple glasses of wine one night and we were sitting in his room and I was like, can you read this to me in Meatwad's voice? Meatwad from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And he did. He read, read so much so much of the Walking Dead comic book in Meatwad's voice. And it's still to this day the reason I fell in love with him. Yeah. Because I did Miwad's voice. Yep. You weren't in love with me yet? I'm pretty sure at that point you were telling me you loved me. I don't remember. Just kidding. I loved you the moment I laid eyes on you. Like 15 years ago? I wonder if Mr. Turner loves Kat. Um, So anyway. What a foreshadowing. What? So, um, yeah. Eric is pissed off because Sean is cleaning his ears out with Tally. Um, uh, Sean is like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're insane. Oh, Eric says, are you insane? And Sean goes, uh, one of us is. Right. And then Eric storms into the bathroom and he's like, maybe I'll get some peace and quiet if I can study in here. And then he slips. And Sean goes, it looks like he found Slippy, the lucky soap. Which wasn't funny at all. No. Then we go down to the kitchen where Amy has bought Sean new clothes. Morgan is eating. Oh, yes. Morgan is there, and she has bangs, and it really threw Alden off. I thought her hair color was different. I still think her hair color was different. I might be wrong. I think you're wrong. Tanya thinks I'm wrong. Her hair has always been like a dark blonde, but when you have bangs, it brings it to the front of your head. Well, I know this. I had dark blonde hair and bangs. Gross. Um, He hates me. I hate bangs. But so... Morgan, it's fine. She's a little child. Um, anyway, she's eating ice cream for breakfast. She's eating Sundays. I want ice cream right now. And Amy's mad at her for eating ice cream. Um, and Morgan is like, well, Sean says that in his family, his mom lets him have ice cream for a breakfast. And Amy is like, oh, yeah. Did you hear that, Alan? Sean has it for breakfast, so it must be great. There's some tension there. There's some tension. Um, and then Sean comes down and, uh, Amy's like, Hey, you know, those really holy jeans you have. And Sean's like, Oh God, yes. You didn't throw them away. Did you? And she's like, no, look. And she pulls them out and she has like patched every single hole with like a different color fabric, which I think is fantastic, but it's not fantastic to Sean. She also stitched an S into the back of the pants. Yes. And then she starts handing him clothes that she bought him and there's like a yellow hoodie. 
which is fine. And he's super ungrateful for new clothes. It's ridiculous. And Corey comes down. He's like, oh, look, we have matching shirts, which is adorable. And the yellow looks great on Corey. And Sean's like, yeah, ugh. Um, Sean also drank milk out of the carton. And they were just like standing there staring at him. And he's like, well, like my dad always says, what does he say? Don't dirty a cup Don't or dirty something a cup like that. You can just drink out of the carton. And so then Amy takes and's like, and she's super understanding and sweet. And she just like takes it and she puts an S on it. And she's like, that's okay. This is your carton and puts it in the door with all these other things labeled S. there's like an S juice and S ketchup or something like that. There's like a whole door full of stuff that says S. Yep. And then off to school they go. Off to school they go. They're in the hallway now. They are and in the And Mr. Turner and Miss Tompkins are like... Smooching it smooching up. Smooching in the hallway. They're super affectionate with each other. And Mr. Turner's like, oh, you left this at my apartment. And it's he, a brown paper bag. It's a brown paper bag that... Is it a thong? I guess so. Or a bra, maybe. A bra is not that illicit. A thong would be way more illicit. And they're acting really weird about it. They're acting very weird about it. So weird that I did not even think it was a thong. I thought that maybe it was something, uh, a toy of some sort. Or her diaphragm. (laughs) Yeah. But um, she's like, oh, um, what is? Oh, and she opens the bag Mm -hmm. and she goes, Okay, well, you you can keep that. Like, you can keep that at your house. Like, it's not a big deal. Every time I leave something at your house, you don't have to freak out. It's not that weird. And he was like, well, it'd be weird if I wore it. Um, Yeah, that's because so at first I thought maybe it was a vibrator or something. But then he said it would be weird if I wore it. And that's when I thought it must be a thong or something. Right. And Mr. Feeney comes around the corner and he's like, oh, you're brown bagging it today. Uh, Mr. Turner, and he goes, yeah, uh, this isn't exactly a lunch. And he goes, well, what is it then? And Miss Tompkins grabs and she's like, oh, that's mine. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so weird. Like, put it in your bag and get on with your life. And Mr. Feeney just, like, stares at them for a second and they won't answer. And then he goes, ah, is it about time I change the subject then? It's such a weird thing to have happen in the middle of the high school it corridor. Is. It is a weird thing. Mr. Turner kind of made it happen, though, because he's uncomfortable with her leaving stuff at his house. Yeah. Um, I understand that. I'm uncomfortable when you leave stuff at my house, too. Me, too. Um, So then, like, that whole really weird scenario is done, and we see Sean, who's at the water fountain, and he has ripped the sleeves off of the sweatshirt, cut it up the center, and turned it into a hideous vest. Like He did. He wouldn't have worn that. Like, if he if that vest was something that he could buy at the store, he wouldn't have worn that. Um, and Corey comes around the corner and he's like, Sean, is that the shirt my mom got you this morning? And he's like, yeah, I made it look cool, didn't I? No. No, Sean, you did not make that look cool. This is the most ungrateful bullshit I've ever seen in my life. But he's having a hard time. I understand so, that. So, um, Corey says, what, what do you think my mom's going to do if she sees you? Um, that you ruin that jacket like that. And Sean says, uh, my guess is sew it back up and put an S on the back of it. Um, and Corey says, you know, she's just trying to help. And Sean goes, I don't need help. I don't want help. Um, I want to be left alone. I'm just trying to get through this without making any waves and walks away. And Mr. Turner overhears that and grabs Sean and says, you know, the offer still stands. If you need to call me, Call me and we can work something out. And Sean says, "All right, whatever," and walks away. And Mr. Feeney goes, "Get your 
you, you are the teacher. You're the teacher. You're you're walking that line again, and you He's gave a, you gave a yeah. student your phone number, didn't you? And Mr. F- Turner goes, yeah, you're one to talk. You're always getting involved with the the Matthews kids." And Mr. Feeney goes, "Eric, locker." And Eric is about to walk into a locker because he's studying a book and walking down the hallway and he immediately like dodges it and runs into another locker. And Mr. Feeney's like, oh, the hazards of living next door. He's like, he basically says, like, I can't help that. Like, I, they've grown up next to me. But Mr. Turner's super right. Like, yeah, you can't get mad at me for trying to help a kid out. You're literally involved with everything the Matthews do. Right. Um, But... Now we go into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And we go back to the, the Matthews kitchen. Um, Jason and Eric are studying. Eric is still spazzing out about the SATs. He's taken a like pre-test and Jason is grading it. And he's like, hurry up. What did I get? Hurry up. What did I get? And Jason's like, uh, why? Like, calm down. And then he's like, 100 and... You got a 190. And Eric goes, that's impossible. You get a 200 just for your name. And Jason holds it up and he goes, oh, there's two T's in Matthews. I remember now. This dumbening. The dumbening. It's so tough. Can I just say like other. So if you just like type in Boy Meets World on Twitter in the search bar, like anyone who's tweeted about Boy Meets World recently, it comes up and it's always nice to see like what people are talking about. It's how I found out that it was going to be taken off today. Um, But. So many people have been tweeting recently, like, remember when Eric was a normal person who sometimes did stupid things, but he had like a brain up there and he was a normal character. And then one day he woke up and he was like dropped on his head. And it's so sad. And I wish there was something that you could tie it to. It looks like like this is. But I mean... I don't think, you think it's the SAT it's test. It's the SATs. Okay. The SATs. This is when it has started. Is he has knocked into a million things, burned himself alive, and is freaking out about the SATs, and that is when he's becoming dumb. Is it a good tie-in? No, it's stupid. But so is him becoming stupid. That's what I'm saying. Like I wish there was a moment where it was like, oh, remember when Eric was normal? Before <laughs> remember when he, he got... like drove his car into a tree? <laughs> like... I mean, something like that. Or like, remember when Desiree got him beat up for being a bad boyfriend? Wow, Desiree was so long ago. It, it wasn't really in the scheme of things. Mm. If we were binge watching this show, it happened yesterday. <laughs> but yeah, we, we can't anymore. Right, because we got a podcast to do. Also, we, it's not on Hulu anymore. <gasps> when did that happen? Today. Why wouldn't they just leave it up like... Until November. So if they left so, it up through October and then just took it off at the beginning of November until November 14th or whatever, that would make way more sense. You know what else? Disney yeah. owns Hulu. You know what else? That's true. Disney does own yes. Hulu. We're going to get Hulu with Disney Plus as a package. Yes, why that's wouldn't why they I'm just... assuming that everyone's going to have Disney Plus because why wouldn't you just spend the extra, what, $5 or whatever to get Disney Plus with Hulu? Right. So that's a really good point, actually. Thank you. But also... When Netflix takes things off, they give you like an eight month notice. They're like, Friends is leaving in January back in uh, June. We know that The Office is not going to be on Netflix in 2020. And we've known this for six months. Yeah. When Futurama, the first four seasons were taken off, anytime I would watch an episode for like a month or two, it would say at the top of the episode, 
this is leaving Netflix. In... And it was a constant depressing reminder. It was. It was. And it still is depressing. Like, that's one of those things where it's on Hulu now, but we don't watch it as much as we did when it was on Netflix. And you have the entire DVD set. Yeah. Well, that takes so much longer than... It really does. Yeah, it's crazy how lazy we have gotten, but it's Thanks like... Thanks to Netflix, it's ruined the world. It really has. Like, and I'm in the same way with video games. Like, if I have a game on disc, I'm way less likely to play it than if it is on my console. I can see that. Yeah. Because there might be some times where I just want to randomly jump into something. And if it's on a disc, I'm like, well, I don't want to get up and find it and all that. Anyways, so Eric is going nuts over yes. his SATs and he goes outside to like get a breath of fresh air and he's like, okay, he's okay. Like, brain, brain need oxygen, oxygen outside and goes outside and says, ah, oxygen, good old H2O. And he's like, do I look smarter? And Jason's like, um, have you been exposed to radon? And then leaves. He just is like, I'm out of here. Yeah, he goes, I gotta leave. And... Um, Eric is still just outside, like breathing in, and Mr. Feeney's like, Oh, like, Mr. Matthews. Minutes ago, Mr. Turner called him out on his bullshit, and he was like, You're always getting involved with the, the Matthews. Matthews kids. And then minutes later, Mr. Feeney's like, Oh, Eric, what's going on? Having a hard time? SAT's Friday, huh? And Eric goes, Yeah, me too. Yeah. And, um, and so Mr. Feeney starts talking to him, and he's, and Eric is just like, I don't know how to get through this. This is really stressful. My anxiety is really high. And, and Mr. Feeney's just like, hey, I happen to know three, three secrets. secrets to doing well on this exam. And Eric is like, what? I will pay you for these says, secrets. You have to like, tell me. And Mr. Feeney goes, it comes with a price. And Miss, and Eric reaches into his back pocket and pulls out his wallet and goes, you slide dog you. Yeah. And Mr. Feeney says, not money. I have weeding to do and i, I have, want to put a new flower bed in or something i have one or nine trees that need to be planted so basically he's going to trade these secrets for yard work mm-hmm. um so there's that um, there's that now i think we go to the bedroom we do and Corey's sleeping it's very and dark. there's a a dog barking and barking and barking and, and whining and howling Corey opens his eyes and he's like, oh, that dog. And he like looks over at Sean's bed and he's like, Sean. And Sean's just like sitting like morosely in the window, staring down at the dog. And he's like, it's a cool dog. That's what he says. He says, yeah, he just went, it's a cool dog. And And Corey gets up and goes and sits next to him by the window. And he's like. I don't know. He doesn't sound like he sounds like... I know like, that dog. He's a stray. He doesn't have a home. And and Sean's like, well, maybe he likes it that way. And Corey's just like, no, he doesn't. What he's, he's, he's saying, I want a home. And Sean's like, what if he's not? He's happy. He's free. Um, he's not on a leash. He's unchained. And Corey goes, no, he just looks lonely to me. Like he doesn't have a, and it's clear at this point that Corey and Sean, or Corey realized that Sean's relating himself to this. So Corey's trying to like talk him down and he's like, no, he looks lonely to me. Like he doesn't have a friend in the entire world. And boy, did that backfire. Yeah. Because Sean opens the window and starts climbing out and Corey goes, wait, where are you going? And he goes, I'm going down to, to see the dog. And 
Corey's like, what am I going to tell my parents? And Sean's like, tell them I took myself for a walk. <laughs> and, and he saunters out the window. He, saunt- he just like <laughs> saunters out the window. No, he climbs backwards out the window. He can't saunter out the window. Yeah. During that whole speech, Sean says something like, I don't do curfews. I don't do I don't, curfews. I don't and- need dirty looks when I want to cut my toenails at the dinner table. They did a really bad job of making me feel sympathetic to Sean's plight at this point. At this point, for sure. I was just like, I love being a part of kids' lives, and I like them feeling comfortable in my home and all of that. But there is an absolute line that I draw. One is blatant disregard for everything that I do. Two is saying things like I just want to be free dude you're freaking 14 years old like you know nothing you know nothing like and these people have invited you into their home and I get it you're having a hard time but you're being an asshole yes you are hey (laughs) um but like we're we're super not like just for us as parents we are friendly to all the kids who come in and, and Tanya specifically is very nurturing to them um, but we are like I, all of the kids that come to our house, I think like us very much, but none of them think of us as the fun parents. No, all we're of, definitely like, not the fun. parents. We make sure that our rules are followed no matter who you are. Like we don't get nervous about, oh, this kid's in our house. We we better make sure that we make them comfortable. We, I mean, we do. We want but them we to be also... comfortable, but there is a structure here that they understand is structure across the board. And if they say things like, Oh, I just, can Finley play video games with me? No, he already played for two hours this afternoon, which is an hour over his limit. He cannot play any more video games with you. Oh, well, it's just my uncle died today and I just wanted to play video games with my best friend. That has never happened, but that, that we do have children who are just like, oh, but I get to play more video games at home. It's like, then go okay, home. You're not, Finley can't. So right. no. Okay, well then can I play with Caden? No, well no, if Finley can't, you can't. Right, like well, you're here for Finley. Right. Um, I, by the way though, like me as a kid, no chance in hell I would have continued bugging someone. Like if I said, hey, do you think I could? And they were like, no, I would be, I would be like, I would feel bad. We were raised in much, in very much structured environments though. I think, I mean, mine was probably, I think I was probably in a more structured environment than you, but it seems like you were pretty structured as well. Yeah. I Um, never, I, and I knew like, even with my own parents, I knew that if I asked them something and they said no that there was no point in going back and trying again i would have friends who would be like come on like bug your parents about it like they said no but why don't you try to bug them about it and i'm like dude that's not gonna work so no not gonna happen yeah and if i did if i did take their advice and i went back and was like oh hey mom so i know you already said no to me spending the night at andrea's house but her mom said that if you want to um, come over for breakfast the next morning and hang out with her, then you could take me home after breakfast or whatever. Like, I've come up with another plan and her mom wants me to come over. She would still be like, uh, no. And then it would turn into a fight. And like, frankly, I like to avoid fights at all costs. So I didn't push the issue ever again. Could have fooled me. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, I do like we are now 
we grew up in a structured environment environment i what? can't talk what I just happened know. i don't know we grew up in a specific type of environment and say and- environment one more damn time <laughs> good god households structured households and so our kids have also grown up like that and now we are dealing with a lot of kids who have not had any structure whatsoever and it is different for us because we are used to dealing with our children's personalities and how they deal with their boundaries and other kids don't have that and that's not their fault it's not sean's fault that he feels this way like he is a product of a very very loosey-goosey environment yeah when when he's drinking out of the carton he they look at him funny and he says like my dad always says like he's bringing up his family and how they don't want him to be structured right this is his normal i will say though like he's been a part of the matthews family for a long time and knows what they expect true if our children go to someone's home and act a certain way that is not a way that they want in their home that's ridiculous they're used to going over there you know what i mean like they know what's expected sean knows what they expect he is letting himself But at the same time like we're talking about us like there are kids who come over here that know our structure and still every time they're like whoa but i just thought that but it's not our structure they should get that but they don't and neither does sean that's true plus he's in an emotional um haze right now and i mean his dad left him yes his mom left him first, and then his dad left him. Yes, and and I do. And then his need house to be, left him. I think this is the part that I'm saying. Like they are doing a bad job of letting me feel sympathetic to right. him because this sucks for him. Like this doesn't just suck. This is a traumatic experience that is going to go with him for the rest of his life if there isn't some kind of um, grace or redemptive arc given, like to his parents. But even so, mm-hmm. like, it's traumatizing. Like, it, it would be traumatizing. But I think what we're saying is, though, that at the same time, it's terrible for Amy and Alan. Like, they're watching their house and all of their ideals be thrown in the garbage. Like, we're trying to do so much nice for this kid and he doesn't care. Yes. Um, that would but, suck, too. But Alan says, during all of this discussion... This we're not. I'm not mad at Sean. I'm mad at Chet. Chet left Sean, and it isn't coming back for him. Right, right. Um. Anyway, Sean it, climbed out the window. Sean climbs out the window, <laughs> um, and I think we go to Mr. Turner's house now, apartment. We do now, and this I wrote a lot about this. Did you really? I wrote so much about this. He's on the couch. He is. He's with Miss Tompkins. He is. And she wrote a lot. He says very sweetly, like he's very happy. He adores her. It's obvious. He really, really likes her. Holy shit. Do I understand what he's going through right now? But go ahead. Oh, because you adore me? Yes. And and you could look into my eyes forever? Yes. But if I say something like that, oh boy, does it go wrong. (laughs) Yeah, but not this way. Not Not this this way wrong. Yeah, so he says that, and she says... She says, does that mean you want to marry me? What? (laughs) As far as we know, it hasn't... It's only been... I think at some point, it's been four months. It's been four months. She says... Yeah. Jonathan, we've been together for four months, so at this point, I expect 
you to be able to tell me where this is going. What? Four months? Like, okay, I've been at my job for three months. Yeah. Do you it love it? Feels, you want to marry it? No. It feels like I've been there for a blink of an eye. A blink. Like, it's nothing. Hold on. Blink your eyes real quick. Oh, that was fast. Right? Wow. Do, do you want to marry me? Oh, wait. You already married me. Anyway. Can I still answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> People are going to think that we hate each other. No, they're we not. super don't. They've, if they haven't been married, then they know what it's like. It's garbage, you know? I'm kidding. Good God. They are going to think that, aren't they? Yes. Anyway. Um, so he is taken aback with good reason. Yeah, because he's like, wait, hold on, what? And she goes through that whole speech, like, you should know, and blah, 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 and go ahead. You wrote stuff down, but Uh you're looking through all your notes, going backwards and upside down. (laughs) Yeah, it's a mess. She takes his face in her hands, Mm -hmm. looks deeply in his eyes, this poor guy. I feel so bad for him. This is so much. Mm Mm-hmm. She says, I'm reading this. This is exactly what she says. You are a good and gentle man. And I could spend the rest of my life with you and have children with you and know they will always be taken care of. When you hold me, I feel safe. I felt intimidated by this and she was not saying it to me. You don't feel that way? You don't feel safe when I hold you? I feel all the... I have been with you for six years. I'd say after four months, like we probably felt that way. If I wasn't sure that you felt something like that, can you imagine if I had come on that strong to you and started pressuring you? You know me, right? Like it would be bad. We wouldn't be together. Right. And if you had started doing that with me, we wouldn't be together. Right. It's it's one thing to say it, and that's I've been in re- relationships like that too, where somebody has said that to me way early, and they're just like, "I could be with you forever," and I'm okay with you feeling that way, but give me time to get there too. And nine times out of ten, the other person is like, "But what about you? Like, what are you?" And I'm like, "All right, well, this is over then, huh?" Right, and I I think it's different than like say we were like snuggled up, and it was a really good feeling, and I just was like, "I just want to stay right here forever." That's a different right wording, and it's okay. But she grabbed his poor little face and was like, "Marry me, you asshole!" It was terrible. And she, I mean, she says, "Keep in mind, this is the season." finale like my guess is she didn't want to come back for season three and they were trying to write her out quickly um but maybe i'm wrong i don't remember if she's in season three we'll find out but uh as far as like in real life goes yeah um she says some good things some things that should be said like a year into relationship maybe like um i think there needs to be some kind of a hint as to that is where it's going like sure like they're just hanging out together. They're just and, casually. And fucking. Okay. What does that mean anymore? It. What did it mean in 1995, Tanya? Nothing. The same way it doesn't mean anything now. It doesn't mean anything to you. It does. We <laughs> love each other. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it, it needs to be heading in that direction clearly. But if a year in, especially at their advanced age, they're probably not any older than we are, um, they... I can see her saying, like, I, or, is this going somewhere? But not four months in. Even if she said, is this going somewhere? That's different. True. Like, if she's just saying, is this going anywhere? Like, you're really weird about me leaving my stuff here. Are we, like, 
do you feel like we can't cohabitate? Like, that's way different than being like, do you want to marry me? Do you want to have kids with me? I love you and you're great. Like, it was intimidating. I felt intimidated listening to it. And the second time we watched it, it was worse. Yeah, I for sure have been in this situation and immediately was like, if this is how things are, I don't want to be here forever. Like, you push them. You're not going to push them in the correct direction right here. like there's only one way to push them well there's two ways but you're going to push them away or you're going to make them Feel afraid stuck. and uncomfortable and stuck yes and neither of those are good for you like right so you as a person she's like two seconds away from taking out her iud and making him impregnate her like man i've been there too i know you have <laughs> like but that's what i'm saying like she is so obsessive. It's like he should be leery of it. He should yes. be like, I really don't want to define this. What, like, I'm worried about how obsessed you are. What she so maybe he he was being weird. Like, if if somebody is leaving things over at your house, it shouldn't throw you into a panic. But she takes it a step further and makes it bad. Like, right? She makes his fear come into this whole like her own fear, and it and it's amplified by a thousand um anyway yeah so episode (laughs) so she says this to him and he goes (laughs) he goes uh she says if you can't say that to me with the same feeling that i have given you then i don't know how much longer i can do this she says she holds his face and she says now it's your turn what do you have to say and he says he's like i uh, you take a compliment worse than any woman I've ever met. And that's when I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> because Tanya's so bad at taking compliments. It's just, I it's, don't know. She's better about it now than she used to be. She's still not good at it. But um, early on and three years in, she would be like, well, no, i gross or whatever. Like it right. was always like it turned it into this fight i didn't turn it into a please marry me and have my children <laughs> like yeah that's true i i don't know i i know that there are people who want the stability and need the stability or whatever and they want to know like okay i'm 30 years old and this is it for me and blah blah blah, blah. i don't think that the way to get that is to be like right love me and have children with me and like spend the rest of your life with me right she could have uh, approached that very differently and said hey look um i'm cool with you like coming into your own and and finding your feelings but do you think there's a chance in the future you could see us together forever like that's an okay knock 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 who who's there knock 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 who's there open open the door open the door who Open the door. Sean's at the door. Oh, get on the floor. Do the dinosaur. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Sean knocks on the door. An urgent knock. Mr. Turner gets up to get the door um, and says, we'll continue this in a minute. Grabs the door. Sean's at the door and he's like, Sean, this isn't really the best time. And Sean says, you're telling me. And then it, the police officer decides to walk into the door frame. Like, Mr. Police Officer Wanted to give Sean a chance to stand there for a second and do a jump scare, right. I guess. Um, so Sean has been found in the park with uh, 20 other kids with 20 cans of spray paint spraying things. That's Not what... spraying things. Not yet. Because Sean says, we weren't 
going to use them, we were selling them to other kids, bad kids, and we, with a super high markup so that they didn't spray paint anything. This is what free stray dogs do. Yeah. Oh, they join a group of 20. Right. Like, That's... this whole argument is stupid, <laughs> but anyway. So, Sean is telling all this, like, bullshit story, and the cop is like, so basically, I brought him to you because he says he lives here, and... This whole time, Kat is sitting on the couch, and she's, like, getting her purse on and stuff. Kind of huffy. Kind of huffy. Um, she has no right, but whatever. Um, and Mr. Turner's like, yes, yes, he lives here. So he, you know, verifies that he lives there. The cop leaves, and Miss Tompkins kisses Jonathan on the cheek, and then she leaves, and she says, I'll, um, Mr. Turner says, good night. And she says, good luck. Right. <laughs> Damn. Um, Back off. Good luck. You're going to need it without me. She doesn't say that, but that's what, that's what I felt. Yeah. There's certain tones that like she's probably, she could also be implying though, too, that like, um, I don't know, like you're always worried about this kid, like good luck with him. Um, because this is the second time that Sean has broken up a DTR. That's true. Um, in, in as many weeks. Yeah. Actually, it's been three weeks because that was before his dad left. Uh, that's true. His dad's that's been gone true. for three weeks. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so uh, the police the police officer leaves, Cat leaves, and it's just Sean and Mr. Turner. And they shut the door and he's like, all right, well, like, come in. What is going on? Why aren't you at the Matthews? And he was like, well, I mean, if I had shown up with a cop at the Matthews, like, they would yell at me and everything. He's like, oh, what? Like this? And then just, like, starts yelling. <laughs> he just, Alden just, like, pulled the microphone away from me as fast as possible before well, I, I could start yelling. I knew she was going to yell. <laughs> and she hasn't learned in how many episodes is this? 35? So many. 36 um to lean away from to the lean mic. away when you get loud like i don't know when i'm getting loud she actually she like she gets so excited about getting loud that she leans in and gets loud i just don't know <laughs> when i'm getting loud and then she's like i'm feeling real calm i'm gonna talk real quiet let me back up three feet in my brain <laughs> i'm legitimately just talking at the same level the whole time and Alden's just like moving the microphone all over the room so that it doesn't pick up all of my like wackadoodle voices yeah so um mr turner starts screaming at him like yeah because he's he, he says like this is this is did you see how i leaned back Shut is, up. This, is is this how they would yell at you and sean goes yeah that's actually pretty good huh and he like is smiling but then mr turner is like would they also yell at you like would they tell you how stupid you were being and irresponsible and and, and how putting yourself in these situations is only going to make your life turn out badly. And like, he's basically giving him a lesson and Sean is just flabbergasted. And Sean is like, okay, never mind. I'm going to leave. Bye. I can see I'm not wanted here either. And Mr. Turner gets in the way between him and the door. And he's like, where do you think you're going? I got a lot I got to say to you. And um, he, he yells at him for a minute about being irresponsible and Miss Sean goes, look, I'm I'm sorry for ruining your night. And Mr. Turner goes, nah, I was doing a pretty good job of that already and sits down on the couch. And Sean's like, you want to talk about it? You want you want some advice? And he goes, ah, it's girl trouble. And Sean goes, yeah, what do you need to know about girls? And he's like, <laughs> what do you know? And he goes, what do you need to know? And he goes, why can't you be this sharp in my class? And Sean says, I'm just not good at math. And he's like, 
math. You're kidding me right now. I teach English. And he goes, well, then why are you teaching math? <laughs> um, so then we go to the kitchen where the next morning um, Corey comes down. Amy and Alan are talking and Corey comes down and they're just like, so where's Sean? And he's like, oh, he left really early this morning. And they're like uh, early, like nine o'clock last night. And, um, and he's like, oh, how did you know? Are you everywhere? Can you see everything? Yeah. He he says, do you guys, do the two of you know everything all of the time? Because like, they're always that parent. So are we. I know. I, I could hear our kids saying that. Yeah. There's, when our children get away with something, they only get away with it for like 10 minutes because of the fact that they're so like exultant over getting away with it because it hardly ever happens. And then the moment they are like that, then we know. But that being said, they are talking to Corey about it. And, you know, Corey's saying like, oh, you know, he's a stray dog. He's a lone wolf. He needs to be out on his own. And like just reiterating all of the things that Sean said the night before. And... You know, Alan ha- is saying, like, he's going through a rough time, blah, 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 blah. Like, but this is, this is tough. And mm-hmm. Mr. Turner brings Sean in um, at that point. So while they're standing there and Mr. Turner has brought him in, they're saying, like, we haven't even heard from Chet. And then the phone rings. And the voicemail picks it up and it's Chet and Amy runs to the message machine. I forgot those were a thing. Yeah. Runs to the message machine and hits like answer on the message machine so that it answers it. And he's on speakerphone and she's like, Chet, 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 don't don't hang up. Like, where are you? And And he says, uh... Hey, hey, you sound out of breath there, dear. And then he like giggles. And so he's implying. Well, he says, you sound out of breath there, dear. Did I interrupt anything? And like, he's a a creep. He is. Then she asked where he was and he goes, ah, somewhere in between Ohio and Georgia, which isn't next to each other. Right. And and Alan jumps up and he's like, hey, that's super not Pennsylvania. When are you going to start taking responsibility for your kid? And he's like, whatever. Like, he's in good hands, blah, blah, blah. And in this moment, like, I understand that it's rough on the Matthews. Mm -hmm. But they should not want him to be with his family. Right. And that that's where I started. I I don't have an issue with the Matthews only because, like, they have been through a lot taking him in and it's not like it's a little kid either it's a teenage boy who's reckless and has already put their kid in danger a few times um but there's also like where's that like why they shouldn't want him to be back with his family they're bad people they should want something yes yes his not the matthews right but uh, the hunters are bad people they shouldn't want him Chet to come back I don't, and take his kid. I don't know if they do. Alan does though. And Alan, I, I think again, it. he's just he's... He did not want Sean to stay to begin with. Right. Well, right. He didn't. I, I think he was fine with it, but... He was not. 
Like, think back to when they were making the decision over whether to let Sean stay. He looked perturbed. Amy was like, yeah, of course, Sean's staying. Sean, you're staying. And Alan looked like he could say no. He did look like he could say he, no. He was considering for sure. Um, it wasn't just like an automatic yes. Right. Which but, I think would be very close to a situation with us where I would automatically be like, okay, pull out the air mattresses. This is what's happening. And you would be like, okay, can we like think about this I for would, a minute? I would consider every thought, like right. every option. Yes. And I, I or, wouldn't. Or I would consider what this could do to us or for us or right. like not for us. Like I'm not expecting a kid to come in and clean our house. No. But I would consider like how is this going to affect our children getting what they need? Because that I mean that's kind of where my brain goes first. Our right. kids need to be a hundred percent first. And they need to be in a stable environment. Is and this then, gonna throw it too off kilter? And right. that is the way your brain works. Yes. My brain goes into gotta save these kids if they can be with us, I want them to be with us. I mean, right. we would probably have 20 kids living at our house right now if true. we had a big enough house and I had it my way. Like, there are so many children that I'm just like, but can't we can we keep them? Yeah. So, so I think you see more of Alan's perspective and I see more of Amy's perspective in this. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, they should. I mean, Chet should not have his son, period. But at the same time. I also super would be a lot more careful than Alan's being about talking to Sean's dad and like screaming this out in the and middle of the, the house thing. with I Sean wouldn't. there. That's true. With this completely flipped. But I want people to know what's happening. Like I Me I, too, but he was being he was making it clear that he didn't want Sean around. But I also think Sean already felt like they didn't want him sure, around. Sure, but Alan amplified that 100%. Yeah. Like he didn't have to say things the way that he did. Yeah. I mean, he did say like, hey, it's been long enough. Like, when are you going to come get your kid? And it yeah. was really shitty. Um, And that's where, that's where I was going with this is that the, it was handled in a way that was like, we don't want him. Come get your kid. When it's like, he, you shouldn't want him to be with his father. Right. Like, this is a bad guy. It's. I think it was well within his rights to yell at Chet. Like, what are you doing? You're being a bad father. But that's not what the way he framed it no, at all. No, he framed it as... Your son is a nuisance and you left him here. Come right. and get your kid. And um, so then he says, like, okay, Alan says, all right, um, now you need to tell Sean that you're not coming. Mm-hmm. And Chet goes, I don't know. If I know my boy, he already heard me. And Which, Alan says, what do you mean? And he says, well, I know anytime an adult's talking about him, he's somewhere standing behind him and they, listening. They turn around and he's on the stairs. Now he thinks he's a great dad. I mean, he knows his kid. He's still shitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sean's standing on the chair, the stairs, and he's like, he's standing on the chairs. He is. And he's, <laughs> he's like, just by them, standing on chairs. And he's like, fine. If, if you don't, nobody wants me, so I'm just gonna go away. And which like, has to suck as a kid to yeah. feel that way. And he runs up the stairs and he slams the door shut to Corey's room, and, and they're like banging on the door. Like, well, Alan and come out of there. Alan and Amy run up the stairs and they're like banging on the door but mr turner mr turner goes out um, the back door starts to walk up the stairs and then like makes a face and realizes okay and turns around and walks out the back door and then he walks to the bottom of the treehouse mm-hmm. and just kind of stands there and a bag drops and then a sean drops and he goes you fall down a well hole or whatever. Cause... Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. He said earlier when the cop came, he told the cop that um, 
someone who was saving someone his, from a well His parents hole. weren't in town because they were saving a kid who fell down a well hole in eastern Virginia. Right. Um, so Mr. Turner says the same thing back to him. Right. Fall down a well hole. And Sean's like, well, you don't even, like, why are you even here? What do you care? And, you and know. Mr. Turner's just basically like, oh, hey, like, I care. Do you want to just come live with me? Yeah. And Sean's like, um... I don't want to be like your pity thing. You're going to get tired of me too. And he's like, I'm already tired of you. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that was I'm giving part. you a roof over your head and a window to try to climb out of. But yeah. it's five stories high. So good luck. Yeah. And Sean's like, I like a challenge. Yeah. That was my favorite part when he says, you're just going to get tired of me like everybody else. And he just goes, I'm already tired of you. And I still want you to live with me. Yeah. It was. And, and Sean's like, why would you want to do this? And he's like, I think I just I need to do something for someone else, which is a good answer. But I also think that like Mr. Turner is wondering why he can't commit to things. Mm -hmm. And he's seeing that he can commit to things. He's committing to Sean. He he's doing it in like a split second is taking him no time to decide. I'm taking this kid and I'm going to take care of him like he's going to be like my kid. And he couldn't do that with Miss Tompkins, which means like it really wasn't going anywhere. Right. I think it wasn't. I think right. he wasn't happy. She wasn't what he wanted. Right. So then Mr. Turner's like, I'm going to go in and square things up with your dad because that's what a responsible person does. And he like walks in the house. Corey falls out of the treehouse. Yeah. Corey just like at the end of this conversation hits the ground. And he's just like, oh, my God. It was so great. It was very good. <laughs> because Sean is so used to going out of the window mm -hmm. and he just like lands on his feet and Corey's just like sheltered, structured Corey just falls out of his own window. Mm -hmm. Um, So they start to talk about like, so you're going to go live with Mr. Turner and Sean's like, yeah, like what's it like having a home, which is very melodramatic because even though his home was a trailer, it was still a home and maybe it didn't feel very stable. I know how that is like. This is the first home that I feel like has been my home, mm -hmm. but it's still very melodramatic. But also, Sean says, what's it like being a housebroken dog? And Corey goes, that's really not that bad. You know, they feed you, they water you. Um, and if you bring the paper into them in the morning, they're just so darn happy. <laughs> <laughs> Corey is so adorable. He is. I feel like we've barely gotten any Corey in the past couple episodes. Yeah. It's actually been quite a few episodes. Yeah. And um, he's just so good. He is. Um, so. Oh, in the middle of that whole thing, by the way, Eric busted in the door and was covered in dirt. He's like, where's the wee whacker? Yeah. And, and they were... For a second, they were like, what is Mr. Feeney have you doing now? And Eric's like, nah, I got him right where I want him. And then Mr. Feeney goes, Eric, these weeds aren't going to whack themselves. <laughs> and he goes, right where I want him. And walks out the door. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's going to lead us to the post credits. And, and Sean does, Sean asks Corey, like, what if I don't like being a housebroken dog what if i don't like living with mr turner and Corey's just like i'm always gonna leave the window open for you and which is really sweet like he's saying like you're always welcome here my parents aren't kicking you out it's been rough on us and everything but like you're welcome to come back it's fine so and that's where the credits start rolling um and then we get to the post credit scene where Eric is still working in Mr. Feeney's yard and he's just like, Mr. Feeney, I've been working for three days and you still haven't told me anything. The SATs are tomorrow. 
And Mr. Feeney says, fine, um, get lots of sleep. And Eric is like, okay, thanks, Mr. Feeney. I've been busy. I've got a lot going on. And Mr. Feeney goes, no, that's secret number one. And get he's like, plenty of sleep. ooh, and he runs over to him. And Mr. Feeney, did you write down the other secrets? No. Whoops. Well, it was forgetting. It was forgetting, like, calm down and forget that this is what's happening. Because right. the, the people who are relaxed going into the test don't have the knowledge fly out of their brains the way that people who have just been trying to cram it and memorize it all. It's a, the, he says, do you know what the SATs stand for? Also, BTW, wasn't Eric like a sophomore a few episodes ago? Or you a junior? You take SATs in junior year. Do you? Yes. For college? Yes. But? I had juniors when I worked at Tilly's and they took their SATs. Oh. Because in college, or in senior year, you're applying to colleges true. with your SAT score. True, true, true. We don't have a lot no. of experience. No, not at all. Anyway, um, so Eric is pissed off. Well, and the rules that Mr. Feeney is giving him are very good. Yeah, they're great. And and it's clear that Mr. Feeney, well, did want to exploit Sean and take... You mean Eric. I mean, one, Eric. One week you can't stop saying Eric and now you forget he exists. Who? And uh, wanted Eric to do his yard work for him. But he also had a purpose behind it. He wanted to take Eric's mind off of studying and freaking out. Which it worked. Mm-hmm. So... I guess we'll find out how he does on the SATs in season three. In a month and a half. Oh, my gosh. I know. This is rough. Um, so, anyway, we need to go pick our children up. So, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. It was a very good one. Um, and I think it, it's one of those ones where there's so many points of views that are not wrong, like, but they make you feel uncomfortable enough to think about it. Like, like the thong getting left like, at the house like what would i do if alden brought my thong in a paper bag to my job <laughs> that's true that'd be weird it would be weird now everybody is thinking about my thong so this is very uncomfortable this is weird tanya i'm sorry but <laughs> <laughs> oh but anyway what'd um, you think of the episode it was it was good uh I love Mr. Turner. Beginning of season two. You hated him so much. I was like, I don't think I'm going to. I'm I'm open to liking Mr. Turner. Hey, I don't class. know what's going to happen. Hey, class. This isn't a bit. Like, we didn't plan this at all. No. She started season two and was like, why did I used to like Mr. Turner? He's the worst. I hate him so much. He's so stupid. No, I said I never liked Mr. Turner. No matter what. Like, in when uh, I was a kid, I did not like Mr. Turner. Okay, ignore all that stuff I just said. He doesn't remember things. He's talking about his other wife. He only wears one ring because they irritate his fingers. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really, really good I didn't episode. Ask you. It was a really good episode. My other wife did. It was a really good episode. Um, it was a really good way to end season two. I was shocked that there was no Topanga to end season two. Topanga is not a main character. It's been weird because they clearly changed her character for a reason to set up the future mm -hmm. and then didn't use her. Right. Um, like, and that's like, 
it's also clear that they realized that they were doing too much with Corey Mm -hmm. and they needed to develop everyone else. Yeah, this season we had an entire Eric episode. We've had a Frankie and Joey episode. We've had, oh, we didn't have any Frankie and Joey for the season finale. Or Adam Scott. Or Griff. Griff. We only um, had Griff for two episodes. Yeah. I really hope he's one amazing one and one really bad one. But um, my my point is that um, I forgot it. My point is that I forgot it. Sounds about right. And um, they, it's clear that they were setting up for the future. They they knew that this was going to keep going. Like they wanted this to play out over the long term. Right. We're um, basically in real time at this point. Right. They're trying to make this last. Or they know it's going to... I don't know how many years they had signed up for the show at this point, but it seems to me like they thought this was going to go for years. Right. Well, I think that they're handling situations in the way that they would come. There are girls and boys who... It's a slow burn before they finally start actually dating. Or right. there's friendships that... it teeter-totter up and down at this age so much and like so much is happening but at the same time it's so weird to me because it's clear that they had a lot of foresight here and they were like no we can't blow everything here with these characters and do this with Corey yet like we're gonna evolve him at a very slow rate but also um we're gonna forget that he has a sister and that sean has a sister and that topanga has a sister they hate sisters but they just the butt the, gang hates women. The continuity is so off so often. But it's clear that they had a plan, which is wild. Yeah. Because they had it all figured out, except for all of it. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really, really cool to go back and see it all kind of come to fruition, like in a way that we didn't experience as kids because we were watching a lot of it out of order. Yeah. Um and I love that we got to see really everything leading up to Sean and Mr. Turner and watching like we got to watch it go from Mr. Turner's a new teacher to all of the sudden like we're watching his face show like the paternal instincts with Sean. Right. Like episodes and episodes before this happens. Right. This built and built where where Mr. Turner got more and more naturally background involved and then foreground involved right it, it wasn't that odd for him to be like hey you can come here because of the fact that he has slowly integrated himself into being a part of the narrative yeah i think we're getting too much into the season yeah. two dive we gotta save this we gotta save some for the next episode yeah because we won't have an episode to talk about yeah for the next month and a half so anyway it was a great great job bug gang Great job. job, bucking. Nope, you can't do that Great here. job. Stop it. No. Great job. Um, You can't see your face, but it is not happy. I am happy. so annoyed right now. So anyway, um, I think that's going to wrap it up. We got we got stuff to do, and so do you. Yeah. And you can't do it while you listen to our podcast. I mean, you can. <laughs> I don't think I do anything without listening to a podcast. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. Anything we need to add? Um, oh, we, yeah. We have a Twitter. Twitter. We have one. And we have a Facebook page. We have one. We have an email address. We have one. So go to those things and we have do action, that thing. And action we figures? No. Um, we have books. We haven't asked people to... Uh, rate and review? Rate and review. We would really like between now and the next season 
to get a few more reviews in so we can be a little bit more visible. Like, obviously, like, we are gaining some traction here, but... Wow, getting a little big for your britches there, Tons. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great for ratings. <laughs> if we get five more ratings, I will punch Alden in the face and if we on get, mic. If we get ten more, I'll punch her back and go to jail forever. We're just kidding. We don't hit each other. That's true. That's true. Uh, we're more emotional fighters. <laughs> <laughs> we punch with our words. Yeah, isn't that sweet? You know what's really weird about that? We really don't do that either. Right. But anyway, um, thank you for joining us so much. We appreciate you all so much. Season two has been very fun to do and very fun to discuss with you guys and get your feedback. Um, we'd love to have more in the interim. Um and and find our Facebook page. It's yeah. it's really great. It'll be a great place for us to all kind of hang out and talk in between seasons. Yeah, and like seriously, John, thank you for your idea because it's a really really good one for yep. what to do in the interim. Because I'm already like writing stuff down for mine. Yeah, John had some great ideas for for what us what we should do in the interim episode. Um, if you have any too, you know where where to find us. We just said all of it. We did except though. for the book. Part. We didn't say any of it. Eh, find our Twitter. Find BMG our Facebook. and BMW on everything. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season Two Episode Twenty Three The Season Finale The Finale The Finale Class dismissed for the final time for Season Two. All that stuff got cut off because you said it after you said Class dismissed. Final.